Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening, wherever you are. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries. Hallelujah. Hoping that your day is going fine, that you are blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Amen. Amen. I would like to thank each and every one of you who are on listening to this right now, whether you're coming via blog or my podcast or YouTube. Hallelujah. God is good. May God bless your household, each and every one of you. Amen. Today, we're going to talk about why the world is at chaos. Amen. Why the world is at chaos. And I will open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We bless you. Baruch Atah Hashem Adonai. We bless the creator of all things. The creator of all things. 
the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the only Father that never gave us up or gave up on us, the Father who is always there for us, the Father that sent His only Son down to save us from sin, hell, and death. We thank you, Jesus, for doing what you did for us. We bless you. We bless your holy name. Every time we take communion, we think of you. We bless the communion as a representation of your body and your blood. We thank you for being able to do that. We thank you for being able to use your name as power, all power. We thank you for being able to use your blood, to be covered by your blood and to cover our loved ones and our household and everything that belongs to us with your blood. Holy Spirit, use me to teach us something that we didn't know before this sermon. There's so much that we can gather just by reading the word because Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word in print. So Jesus, hallelujah, Bless us today. Amen and amen. I want to start out by reading in the Bible, uh, Matthew 7.12 and Luke 6.31. And Matthew 7.12 says, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Amen. And then I'll go over to Luke 631. Let's turn over to Luke 631. All right. And it says, And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. And what this is telling us, Jesus is telling us, um, to have brotherly love, to love one another, that is our duty to our neighbors. That is what people call the golden rule. Amen. And it goes on in Luke to say, For if you love them which love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners also do the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. When you think about that, that is very true. God treats, you know how they say it, reigns on the just and the unjust. And that's how God is. You may be saved. You may be breathing good air. But guess what? As much as some of us, hopefully none of us here listening to this, have cursed out our enemies. Amen. You know, some people curse out the enemies and and wish them bad luck or whatever and all that crazy stuff that humans do. You know, but God still blesses them. They still have furniture. They still have apartments and homes. They still have cars. They still eat well. They look good. Some of them have good health. You know, so just do what God tells you to do. This is what the Lord is telling us. Have we forgotten the golden rule, guys? 
which is actually the law of increasing returns. Everybody wants returns. Everybody wants increase, right? But they're not doing what God told them to do. You're not loving mankind. You're not loving your neighbor. You, there's some families can't even love them, each other, right? Love themselves. You know, we, if we want good to come to us, we've got to give good out. You have to plant that seed. What seeds are we really planting? And as much as I don't want to say this, but it's very true, you get what you give. Luke 6.38, you know, give, give, and it shall be given unto you. Amen. In fact, you'll get more back than what you gave. What kind of seeds are we planting? What kind of seeds are we planting? What do we expect to get back? That's the question. If you're not planting good seeds and blessing your neighbors and blessing other people and being just a, a kind spirit, then why do you expect much good to come back to you? It's like the smile experience. They say you go out into the world and just smile at people. And they'll, most of them, most of the time, will smile back. The world needs more smiles. In fact, I believe that's what I put on my good morning this morning on, online, on Facebook and everything in my blog. The world needs more smiles. Amen. You know, the pandemic is going on. People are dying from it. People are getting sick. This is not the first time America has experienced a pandemic, not just America. Everything's changing. We're not going back to normal. Everybody says, well, I just want to go back to normal. There is no normal. We're not going back to normal. Everything's changing. Get on board with the Lord and, and, and win over all this stuff that's going on. Be strong enough to help others get over it. And, and, you know, some of us need to stop having that victim mentality. Amen. You know, woe is me. Some people have a victim mentality so much that they choke the people around them. You can't help anybody because you can't help yourself. Amen. That's a spirit. That victim mentality is an evil spirit and it's causing people to not uh, thrive the way that they should or get along or give somebody a smile or a hug. That woe is me spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. The world is at odds, folks. People, families are treating each other different. Families can't even see each other once in a while. Back this summer, I remember that it was people, people were concerned as to whether or not they'd be able to go to their loved one's funerals. People couldn't even go to their loved one's funerals. I believe it was earlier this year, 21 or the end of 20. You know, people were dying and, and, and their relatives couldn't even come to their funeral because of this, this pandemic. And yes, it needs to be mentioned. Amen. And now they have Omicron, Omicron, O-M-I-C-R-O-N. Amen. Now we have that. We have different variants uh, of this pan, of this disease. And it is sad. We have to be prepared. We have to love one another. We have to show love. Amen. And that is why the world is at chaos, because we are not showing love the way we should. 
COVID-19 is wiping people out left and right, and it is not a joke. Quickly, some people, well, I thought they thought, you know, they thought they had a cold, they say, you know, and then days later, they're dead. And I pray for those that died alone. And they had no one to check in on them to see if they were okay. At least call them. You know, call your loved ones. See if they're okay. If you, if you feel like you just stupor over your words, and nobody cares. Just let them hear your voice. You know, you don't have to go to college to hold a conversation with somebody. somebody just let them know you love them. Let them hear your voice. Sons and daughters, call your parents. Parents, call your parents. Amen. You know, call people. Let's get in touch. Let's show love. Amen. Let's show love. Every man is out for himself. Everybody wants to make sure they're taken care of, but they don't want to make sure somebody else is taken care of. Let's look at Matthew 24, 12. Amen. Turn to Matthew 24, 12, which reads like this. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Iniquity. Iniquity is sin. Iniquity is just outright trespasses. Sin. Because of sin, the love of many shall wax cold. Sin is so thick nowadays on this earth. I just saw, in fact, uh, downtown Pittsburgh a few days ago had a Krampus parade in Market Square. And I don't know if many of you know what Krampus is, but he's supposed to take the place of Santa Claus. He's like the demon Santa Claus. He dresses in red and white, and he has hoofs and alleged hoofs and... uh, Horns and they had a parade. They had people dressed as Krampus. They had these people were literally going through Market Square in Pittsburgh dressed like demons with horns and everything, staring into the camera. And he's supposed to scare kids or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It allegedly came out of Germany or something or Switzerland or I don't know. I can't remember where it came from, but Krampus. They had, we look, guys, <laughs> first of all, Christmas is not about Santa. In the first place, we're trying to get over that. People are finally telling their children that it's about Jesus Christ. It's about the Son of God that God sent down here to save us from sin, hell, and death. Okay, and we're not, you know, people are catching on to that, praise God. But now now that everybody's catching on to that and people are finally finding out that there's really no Santa. Except for the little children who parents for, you know, are refusing to bust their bubble, so to speak, okay? But now that now we're we're gaining ground there, now all of a sudden they want to start having Krampus parades. It's like every time God's people do something, every time we do something that's awesome and something that's making way, the devil tries to mimic it. He tries to copy it. He he loves attention. I believe most of the time when he harasses somebody or whatever because they're getting too much attention and he wants some of it. Have you ever seen somebody like that? Have you ever called somebody or talked to somebody about something that blessed you? And instead of them being happy for you, they talk about, oh, you know, well, you know, 
I have one too. Or, you know, it happened to me too. And you're like, oh my God, I called because I thought you'd be happy for me. <laughs> you know, they like attention. They don't want you to get all the attention. Let's say, for instance, you get a, I'll tell you, a friend, a friend of mine. She's a, a, a fellow um, pastor. No, well, she's not a pastor. She's a minister. And she called me, I think yesterday or day before yesterday, a couple of days ago, and she said that her landlords are very nice people, and they gave her a stove, a free, beautiful stove. And that was so cool. I thought that was so nice. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for his favor. Amen. You know, and that made me happy to hear that. But I didn't tell her, well, I have one like that, too. You know, oh, I've had mine for years. You know, what is up with that? Jealousy, envy, strife, and division. And and there's no love in the world. Everybody's love has waxed cold. People are all for themselves. They don't want to celebrate somebody else. Amen? When somebody, your people need love. They don't want to know that you have the same picture that they have or you have the same stove that they have or, you know, people are always trying to find something. They don't want you to be happy. People, what do they call? People always want to steal your thunder. Have you heard of that term? People always want to steal your thunder. I know somebody right now. There was one person that always tried to steal my thunder. They kept trying to keep up with me or whatever, and they wanted to be like me, and it just wasn't working. And they sooner or later got sick, and they're dead today. And sure enough, the devil sent another one. I have somebody right now that everything that I try, everything that they they see me do, they try to mimic it. Or you know, it's like I could never be greater than them. I could never be better than them. You know, and and it's I'm gonna be honest with you. It's sad to see. It doesn't make me jealous. It doesn't make me mad. It makes me sad. It's sad to see people trying to keep up with you, and they don't realize that the the anointing that you have, they cannot have it. And the anointing that they have, you can't have it. Love is waxing cold, even in the church. And then, you know, some people can't come up with ideas as fast as you can. You might be the kind of person... You might have been raised in the kind of household, you little smart, kind of smart, you know, got some smarts to you. And God blessed you with, with, uh, with a lot of information and, and, and ideas, you know, how they say witty inventions, you know, God might have blessed you. You might be anointed with that. There are just some people with witty inventions and witty ideas, awesome ideas. And I can't keep up with them and you can't keep up with them. We can't keep up with each other because they have it doesn't mean we have it. And if every time somebody gets something, you know, and then a couple of days or a week or a month later, you get it too. And then, you know, they're blessed with something. And then you put a picture online and you say, well, I'm blessed with it too. Or, you know, people see that. <laughs> I hate to say that, but people see that. It's evident. There is evidence there that there's a jealous spirit. Or people who just don't have uh, the anointing uh, to think of of, uh, new things. Or their mind. Sometimes a person's mind is seared. Amen. 
And and you know how you sear meat, you sear meat and you put it in a pan and, and you sear the outside of it, you brown the outside of it and everything, all, all the corners and before you put it in the oven and it keeps the, the juices in. But nothing else can get in. Nothing else can get. The juices can't get out. Okay. And this is what happens to people when their mind is seared. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Their mind is full of juices, but the juices can't get out because they're brown. They're, they're, They're burnt on the outside. Nothing can get in. Nothing can get out. There's not a constant flow there. Okay. There's no flow. So what they do is they... Follow everybody else. They mimic and copy everybody else. It reminds me of those movies on TV. You see years ago, maybe some of you have seen some too, where a person, you know, um, a, a bad person comes in into the movie and they mimic a good person. Okay, like this, this person just pops up and just says, no, I'm Captain John. And the other guy says, no, I'm Captain John. No, don't listen to him. He's not Captain John. I'm Captain John. And then you got to sit there. You got to figure out, wait a minute, which one is Captain John, (laughs) right? You don't know which one is Captain John. So what you really have to do is you have to ask a personal question that only Captain John would know. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. This is a word to somebody. I'm feeling it. Ask them a personal question that only Captain John would know. And when he, when the right one, when, when the, the one, whoever it would be, will answer that question correctly, then you know which one is Captain John. Amen. Amen. Ask the, the, the people who are mimicking other people, preachers who do it, uh, pastors and teachers who do it, ministers, we need to stop mimicking other people's ministries. Because people can tell. Anybody with an ounce of the Holy Spirit in them can tell. How they say, stay in your own lane. (laughs) You know, stay in your own lane. People can tell. All they have to do is ask a question. And the right person, do you remember years ago there used to be a show on TV, what was it, To Tell the Truth, I think it was. Tell the truth, and people would tell a whole bunch of lies and stuff and try to make the people sitting there believe that they were like ice cream owners or something and or big movie stars or they owned companies or something. And there'd be three people sitting there, I think three or four, and they would tell all these lies. And then at the end, the people sitting in the booth, which is usually Hollywood actors, they would ask questions. And they ask questions until they've got the proper answer. And then they have to, at the end, say, put on a card which one they think is the proper ice cream owner, right? And the one that answered the questions that they asked properly would be the real one. He would stand up. They would say, will the real ice cream owner please stand up? And he would stand up and then everybody would go, I knew it was him. I knew it was him. He answered my one question. That's what it is. Ask questions, read the Bible. And if the person, if you have a person and somebody else is mocking them, read the Bible and see which one is closer to what Jesus is saying in the Bible. You uh, look, the Bible is Jesus in print. Find the one that has the closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Find the one that can answer your questions properly. Amen. Amen. What they're doing, that is not love. The devil has Uh, what I call mimicking spirits, people who mimic other people. You have to watch out for that. 
mimicking spirits because they can't come up with ideas of their own. Amen. People see that. People aren't stupid. Just pray for them. Just keep it. The Bible says, pray for your enemies. You see why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Pray for them. There is a problem there. They have a stronghold there. Amen. This is why Jesus said, don't dog somebody, pray for them. Because when you pray for them, you might break that stronghold that is over them, causing them to look completely stupid. Amen. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. For instance, Jesus did. Remember in the Bible, you've seen it a few times where they spit on Jesus and they treated him bad. And they, when they beat him and whipped him and everything, you know why Jesus didn't spit back? Because he practiced what he preached. And he, as an example, Jesus used that the way they treated him. That is put in the Bible on purpose as an example to let us know how to treat our enemies. You don't burn down your enemy's house. And wipe your hands and walk away and smile and say, yeah, because you're going to get caught (laughs) sooner or later. You're going to get caught or your heart's going to condemn you so much. There's some people right now, I believe, are sick because they did something to somebody and they had no business doing it. And it came back on them. Mm, Mercy, mercy, mercy. We have to be very careful. Love is waxing cold. The golden rule. Jesus said the Bible says here, Jesus says that you get back what you give. Amen. Amen. Go back to Matthew 7, 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you. In other words, whatever you want, however you want somebody to treat you, treat them the same way. Amen. It says, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Do good. Brotherly love. Amen. I have some, I moved into a new neighborhood. Well, out here in the country, it's gorgeous, actually. And I moved here in July, and this is December. And um, these people out here are so good to me, I can't keep up. (laughs) I would like to bless them back. They're so good to me and they don't want anything in return. You know, and and it makes me feel really, really good about them. It makes me, you want to know something? It makes me want to be better. It makes me want to be a better me. Amen. Have you ever had somebody treat you so nice? One of you I know is listening to this. I know he comes on practically every Sunday if he can. And he is so good to me. We're not in love. We don't have relationship, nothing like that. He's just a wonderful, God-fearing man. And he is so good to me that I can't, I feel like I can't keep up. I have wonderful people listening to me. In fact, there's a lady, I'm not going to mention none of his name, but you know who you are. God knows who you are. There's a man and a lady that takes good care of me in this ministry. I, I, I wish I could say their names. I won't do it because they know who they are. And, you know, people never be anyhow. Somebody take that and run with it. <laughs> but anyway, I have one man and I have one woman. There's a few that, you know, they treat me good and take care of me a little bit every now and then. But there's just two people that I could mention. I'm mentioning right now without the names who take good care of me in this ministry. In fact, if it wasn't for them, to be honest with you, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. 
They helped me with the electric. They helped me with the internet. They helped me. In fact, they pitched in and got me another uh, uh, computer. Honey, God is good. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And now I want to be like them. I can't, I don't know what I can do to bless them back. They're so awesome. You make people, when you act like that, you make people want to be better. Jesus didn't spit back on those people that were spitting on him because he knew he was all that in the bag of chips. Jesus knew he was like, hey, I came here to save you. (laughs) I didn't come here to fight you. You know, Jesus said, I didn't come here to box. I didn't come here to wrestle. I came here to save you. I came here to rid you of that anger. I came here to keep you from burning in the fires of hell forevermore for eternity because I made it that way. I know what I'm talking about. Jesus says, I know what I'm talking about, right? You know? Of course, I'm not quoting him, but I mean, you know, he's telling us, I know what I'm talking about. I created it. I made it. I don't want you to go there. Listen to me. Accept me as your savior. Amen. Love me and I'll teach you how to love. I'll send the Holy Spirit into you. You will have one third of heaven living inside of you. You'll be, I'll take you. Jesus said, I will take you to higher places. Amen. You will sit in high. The Bible even says you will sit in higher places with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's what he wants to do. Jesus wants to take us to higher places. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. You have a heavenly habitation with Jesus Christ. Amen. We know that we are seated in heavenly places with him and we are continuously victorious. You can't lose with the stuff we use. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Amen. And Colossians 3, uh, 1 to 4 says, if ye then be risen with Christ. There you go. Colossians is telling you. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you're dead, and your life is hid, H-I-D, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. And I also like how um, Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5. God tells you exactly who you are and why you're here. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So whenever babies come here, God has already ordained them to do his will and whether or not they accept it, that's on them. But God has given every born child the ability to preach, to preach about Jesus because we all need it. Amen. God knew what was going to happen before it happened and he equipped us before 
it even happened. So no, the devil doesn't have one up on God. There's nothing he can do that God doesn't know about. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then God has given you your guardian angels to help you out who will help you as long as you stay in the word. You can't command them. It's up to Jesus to command them, but they will help you as long as you quote the word and stay in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. You're not without help. The Bible says they even came down and ministered unto Jesus. Hallelujah. So if angels ministered unto Jesus, can't we minister to other people and bless other people and love one another? And cut the chaos. That's the only way chaos is going to leave this earth. Is through Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus Christ. The love that we we share love. The more we share love. The more the devil has to back down. Amen. And it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Real soon. Christians aren't doing as bad as they're trying to make it look like. We're doing better than what they are trying to make it look like. They don't want to show what we're really doing. Amen. Amen. So pray for this world. Pray for souls all around this world. Amen. And show love. Amen. Show brotherly love. The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Sometimes we don't get along with people because people are treating us the way we treated them. It's that simple. Cut and dry. Cut and dry. I hate to say it, but that sometimes your life is lonely or there's things happening in your life that you would rather not experience because you have treated other people that way. And it's like looking into a mirror. It's bouncing back at you. It's bouncing back. People don't smile with you. People don't check on you. People don't visit you. People don't say hi online. People don't call you on a phone, text you, message you, nothing. Send letters, nothing. Because you didn't do it to them. Cut and dry. That's it. Are you saved? Hallelujah. I hope you're saved. If you're not, just repeat this after me. Romans 10.9 it is. If you want to look it up yourself. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross for me and shed your blood and rose three days later just for me. I want you as my Savior, and I thank you and I love you. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. And if you just said that, find yourself a Bible-believing church and learn of him. It's never too late to learn of him. He's your best friend. The Bible says God throws your, your, your sins away as far as the east is from the west. Amen. So don't let anybody else bring it up. Be free in Christ Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you his glory, his peace, and hallelujah and amen. God is good for he is worthy to be praised.